I'm ready to talk about video games. Are you? Yeah. Lots of them. Um. Yeah. A little. A little bit. Yeah. Uh. Not. Not a ton. No, I guess not a lot. I guess. But um. I mean the post game of the year stuff, end of the year stuff. There's usually not a whole lot going on. So it's kind of like backlog time. Yeah. And um I had a couple good ones that I played since last episode. If we want to jump right into that. This uh, is the With Punish Games cast. What's up? <laughs> I'm Nick joined by AJ Suave. AJ Suave, the crumble lover. <laughs> shout out shout out to the cookie place crumble. <laughs> I just had it is a, very good. I just had a uh, churro cookie, and it was probably the best thing I've ever had in my life. Got mm. golf, gonna, golf, yeah, Go, golf clap crumble. Oh yeah, did it, did it, So I recommended it to you. Would you yeah. recommend it to someone else? It's the best cookie yeah, def- ever. It's the best yeah, cookie definitely. Ever. I that's not hyperbolic. Had, it's the best cookie ever. I think I think it's one of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. Is that all you had was a chocolate chip, or or you had? Oh no, I get the whole six. No, we've had a whole bunch of different ones. I mean, we've ordered it twice now, but um, the chocolate chip is just like unbelievable, sort of. <laughs> like it's so good. I don't know how. Like it's the perfect consistency for a cookie. And then even if you don't eat the cookie, like on the day that you buy the box, somehow it it stays that perfect, like not too crisp, but like kind of chewy. Yeah, and. And you don't even have to worry about like we don't put it in Tupperware or nope, anything. Just keep you just, right you in just, the cardboard box. If you leave it in the box, it's fine for it's like insane. a couple days. There's got to be something in there. There's something. There's something horribly, horribly terrible for your body keeping them like that. I'm sure, but it's okay because you're eating giant cookies already. <laughs> but I had never heard of that. Yeah. At all. And then you mentioned it, but like kind of a while ago, and we just happened to be out driving around nearby like our house and i was like oh my god i recognize that name yeah that must be the cookie place and yeah yeah so and they deliver <laughs> so. yeah it's it's bad news yeah if you're, if it you're is trying to news. watch your figure bad news but if you want yeah. if you like delicious treats it's uh that's good so check it out it's crumble. anybody listening that works for crumble you want to give us a sponsorship yeah we'll, we'll gladly do that <laughs> Yeah, crumble yeah. spelled C R U M B L. If you want to Google mm-hmm. a uh, location that's near you, yeah, yeah, and very I, good, highly recommended. Yeah, I recommend you. You got to do an order online, and then just go pick it up. Because when you go in, at least the one in my location in Robinson, you have to order from an app anyways. Like you don't even order from the counter, so it's kind of like ordering really? online either way. Yeah, yeah, that's how. That might be. I haven't been there in a while. That might have been their like contactless. Uh, oh, probably COVID yeah. thing that they just kept doing. But it's basically just a bakery, and they yell out people's names. Yeah, and I'm get... lazy, so we've got it delivered. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's not even that far away, but it's annoying to drive to. So it's like not worth driving to. Do they have their own delivery people? Yeah. Wow. Well. You order it through their app. Who knows what that pings? So for one a of the things that, this is random, off topic, but these are important life um, things. <laughs> this is home delivery. One food of the cast. things I'm discovering with home delivery now, 
is a lot of like like pizza places have abandoned like hiring drivers and they're yeah. just using apps now. Right. Mhm. And it's it sucks because like there's no uh accountability anymore with the pizza or the food coming to your house. Like I order at a specific time and then like the food comes an hour and a half later and it's like cold and oh. the restaurant's like, well, so, you know, we had this prepared an hour ago. So yeah, it's just like, I, it sucks. I have never had, frankly, that many bad experiences with ordering delivery out here at all. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had, I've been doing it because I was like resistant to it for a long time because I was being cheap, but like laziness. Oh yeah, it's good. That. Convenience is amazing. And I've had probably in how many years of using all of them, which I would say my worst experience so far out of all of them is with Uber Eats every single time. Yeah. Every single time it's bad. Um, But like Grubhub and DoorDash and stuff... 99% of the time really is not a problem. That's interesting. No. Like we did DoorDash for a while, I feel like during the pandemic and then a- after a while they started jacking up the prices and it just started getting like now it's taking yeah, I an mean, hour, now it's taking an hour and a half. It's just like kind of not worth it anymore. It de- and it and it depends on it it totally depends on certain places. Like I I look for things that are relatively close to me anyway. Yeah. And that solves a lot of the problems yeah so like if you try to order from somewhere that's 40 plus minutes away from you or whatever you're screwed yeah like you're gonna have a terrible time with that service but um i don't know i mean we're in a we're in the city so yeah it's densely populated enough that there's a lot of things around me and and there's always people doing that yeah um now i i since we're on the topic, <laughs> we'll talk about video games at Eventually. some point. Um, another cookie place, Insomnia Cookies. Ah. I I think Insomnia is great. Um, but we have had three out of three terrible experiences from the one that is literally down the street from us. Like... If I really wanted to, I could walk there. It would yeah. be like a fifteen-minute adventure. In, in the summer, you'll in the summer you'll go when it's nice out and you want to. Yeah, uh, but when it's cold, no. Yeah. And yeah. like it's so close, it doesn't cost anything for it to be delivered. Yeah, and I will gladly tip somebody do, to do that. Yeah, and so like <laughs> every time we do it, it's a problem. <laughs> every single time, and it's literally down the street. It doesn't make any sense. Like. The only story I want to share, the first time we did it, it just never showed up. It just never <laughs> At came. All. They brought it to the wrong house? Did you pay for um, it? Well, I got a refund. Yeah. But like two hours later, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Two I hours? cookies, man. Well, it's not even like, it doesn't, it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. It's down the road. <laughs> so, so I canceled it and, you know, whatever. We the next morning, open my door. The bag is dumped on our stoop, <laughs> like, like obviously dumped, like they threw it. 
And the the ice cream had like because they offer ice cream too. We got ice cream, and the ice cream had melted because it was like in the summer. It had melted and just covered our stoop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I I had let my dog out. Were you in, mad? We have a patio. Or did you just I laugh? mean, it was kind of funny. It was more funny than anything. But you're like, man, not gonna clean that. Yeah, that sucked. But like, I had let my dog out before I opened the front door behind our house and there's like a closed in patio and we're in a townhouse and you cannot access the back of our house from anywhere. Yeah. Cause we're in the city. It's like just backyards to backyard. There's no alley or anything. Yeah. And I saw a cookie back there and I was like, how did this get here? And, uh, <laughs> my only theory is that an animal carried it back there, or the, the my favorite theory was that the driver was really angry and, like, tossed it over Yeah, they probably, you the probably house. canceled it, and they didn't get their delivery fee. Yeah, well, I mean, it was two hours late, so, like, cry me a fucking river. But, yeah. It was, there was a cookie in the patio, and there was ice cream dumped on my stoop the first Am- time amazing. we Amazing. Insomnia. That. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, it was hilarious. And the other two times have been just as stupid. <laughs> so, But now we have Crumble, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the best. And they're open late. The best. The best. They're not open on yeah. Sundays, though. That's when they change their ingredients for the that next week. That does suck. Yeah. That's when but, they get the magic sauce that they pour in there so that they stay fresh all the time. <laughs> is on yeah, Sundays. whatever whatever. They gotta go slaughter is. the magic, magic dragon on Sundays. <laughs> The cookie Speaking of dragon. slaughtering magic dragons, let's talk about some games. Yeah, sure. That was the cookie cast for you. Um, what have you been playing? Let's kick it off with uh, like a little rundown of... Because I don't have much. Yeah, I, t- I technically... Um, we might keep it light this time. Yeah, I technically don't have a ton either that I super want to talk about, but... um. One is a big one, but we've you know we spent a little time on it already. But uh, I played, I finally played the last Dishonored game. Is that the um, one that was on game or on PS Plus? There was one that I just saw was on Games Pass or PS Plus or something. It's been offered for free multiple times in multiple places, so I don't know. Um, I bought it forever ago. Uh, but Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. Um, I started Horizon Forbidden West and have played quite a bit of it, actually, in a short period of time. Um, and then, I guess, like, it's not something I want to spend a whole lot of time on, but I played some, like, various strategy games. Like, um, various Northguard. Various strategy games. Yeah, Northguard. I played an Anno game for the first time, Anno 1800. And actually, just recently, a demo for the next Steam World game. Yeah. So, um, that's mostly what I got. I have some. Like last episode, we talked a little bit about Midnight Suns. That was ten hours into the game. I have some fifty-hour impressions, like some <laughs> uh, things that I, some thoughts, I guess I'll, I'll say. Um, I also played The Forest. Oh yeah, a good bit. And uh, I checked out Dwarf Romantic. So yeah, I'm very curious about that. That's what I got. So let's kick it off with the big one. One of my favorite games the last year, Horizon. Do oh, you, you want to start there? Yeah. Do you love it? Um, 
so yeah, I do love it. Uh, I actually like in getting ready to talk about it. I went back to two V one because I needed to hear myself talk about horizon zero dawn. Ah, okay. I've done this before. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. So like to try and all, see how much your thoughts have changed or if you, yes, if you, mm-hmm. yeah. So if, what, if I'm what, any more tolerant to things that I didn't like, basically, I, because so my, just remembering our conversations about that game, I feel like you liked the game, but we're hard on it on the podcast because almost because well, I feel like we liked it too much. So I feel like the, no, the, the that wasn't why well, <laughs> that wasn't why. Uh, that's not ever why <laughs> um no i i was actually even really positive about it yeah yeah i don't i, I don't remember listen. you disliking it is what i'm getting at is all i had a negative view in my head this was seven years ago yeah but like i do remember because we did a spoiler episode about horizon yeah um because I, I think that yeah, was just, just me, me and, and you. you yeah 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 and like Probably by that point, after having finished the game and spent so much time with those systems, I was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. But like, um, and, and I was worried about that. That was one of the reasons I didn't immediately play Forbidden West and it came out during Elden Ring. But like, I was afraid to jump into the new one because I was like, I just have it in my head that I don't think I really liked a lot of parts of yeah, the game. Yeah, that game. Yeah. And, and I would say that instinct was still correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one question: when you when we did that spoiler class, had you played the DLC? Were you talking about I don't the know. DLC in this? I don't know cast? if that ever came up on the because that no, frozen, you know what? I think it came up after that. Frozen Wilds DLC had bad enemies in it. I played. No, I played the DLC like a long time after the game. And I yeah. remember that the enemies that they had in the DLC were like had these rocket kind of moves where they would launch forward, and you and the game didn't mm. allow you to. Jeez, move I don't even remember that. To, they were polar bears with exploding backpacks. Oh. And because yeah, I went back and listened okay. to our fro- our Horizon stuff when I played Horizon Forbidden West too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking that, like, the enemy design of the DLC left a bad impression, really. Left a bad taste in what the combat was for the majority of that game. Because it's, like, the last thing that you do, kind of. Yeah, I assume we did the spoiler one before that DLC was out, but I don't know, yeah. I guess. Because um, I played all of that. I played that DLC, too. Yeah. Uh, and I remember liking it. But yeah. again, it was because of the story. <laughs> yeah, it's because um, of the world. Yeah, the world. And that, like, Forbidden West, you know, I started it, and I was like, number one, I guess, I find that game now very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, visually. Yeah. Where it looks incredible. Uh-huh. Especially now with, like, modern hardware stuff and all the updates what that comes with. But, like... When that everything on the screen is so busy. 
<laughs> like all the time because it looks so good. So like the lighting is really crazy. And so there's like light shining off of a billion different things at one time while you're trying to like take everything in that's happening on the screen mm-hmm. while fighting giant machines while trying to pick things up while trying not to die. And like, so it is really kind of like, I I have almost 20 hours in that game now and I still am not used to it. Yeah. So like, that's like a new experience for me mm-hmm. where it, I don't know if, I don't know if it's like an age thing or what, but like, yeah. I just feel like looking at that game sometimes I'm just like, I can't focus on any one thing here well, and I don't know what I'm looking at. Do you think that contributes to your uh, feeling that the combat is clumsy? Because I remember that was one of the complaints of the first game. Like, is that part of it? You just, you're I don't know, maybe. To, uh, may- maybe. Because, like, I, I do still think it's clumsy. Yeah. And I, I would say now, after spending time with it again... I do still really appreciate what the combat is trying to be. Yeah. Like it's really cool. The yeah. the focus on a specific part that if you take it off you get sp- special loot but you also take away abilities of that I mo- think, machine. I think there's a way to like get really good at the game and have all the right buffs and know what the damage weaknesses and parts to shoot are and stuff in the game. But I think the average gamer like does not access that. And yeah, you, you end up dodge rolling a lot and trying to just hit the big guns is my experience. And yeah, I I can because I, I'm with you too on that in a way. Like I, I think what it is is really neat and it works. It just doesn't always sing. Like it, it's no, it's it's very. No, it, it feels like you're flailing wildly. Yeah, yeah, and and you are literally because you're dodge rolling all the time. Yeah, and I do think. I don't know if I said this because I I only listened to the one where we had first impressions. Um. I don't know if I said it on subsequent stuff, but I think like number one, your slowdown is not slow enough. <laughs> like I think that constantly while I'm playing where it's like, okay, you want me to pinpoint this thing and I'm trying really hard to do that can, and I'm slowing it down and I still can't do it. Do you think <laughs> like, you can I put, still can't hit this thing? Like, uh, Upgrade points into... I think you can put upgrade points into oh, those abilities. My, my bow is almost entirely upgraded already. That's what you did. Oh, like, like, my skill... I went hard on that skill tree of increasing that stuff. And in that is the slowdown ability on the bow. Yeah. Yeah. The focus or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you zoom in, it slows down and it's a meter that's ticking down because you can't just slow down all the time. And or you can jump like, if you jump and pull your arrow bow out. It'll slow you know down. I never think to jump actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you if you use like there's a lot of ways to get yourself into the air. If you yeah. use those, then you can you can. Yeah, but but I guess like ultimately it just doesn't feel <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah. for me because like I'll be like okay. I'm going to target this thing. I'm going to get this thing off. Like that is the only thing I want to do on this monster right now is I want to get that one piece off. And I'm like, and some of them are really small. Yeah. And so like, 
and they're going crazy and jumping all over the place and like there's different ways you can subdue them and like sometimes that helps but then you might be fighting like a million other things at the same time so like even if you knock one down and you're trying to focus on it you're getting attacked from other angles yeah so it's kind of it's overwhelming i definitely i definitely think they want you to um like ice the mo- ice the thing and then aim or like electrocute like subdue them like you say and yeah. then, and then aim for them parts uh i also yeah. think they caveat that with like different uh types of weapons where yeah, like you I, have so, yes. you have the exploding <laughs> bow which you don't have to hit the part like it just it like and so you should use those also we talked about it in text like you need to use the tonic the uh the meal upgrades the meal upgrades yeah. will uh, help you with i believe there's like slow down ones then it so, will increase your uh do you remember how long the meals last like 3 minutes 3 minutes yeah yeah i am not engaging with that at all yeah i didn't either like give me a <laughs> fucking break are you yeah. kidding me like if it was something that was like the next 30 minutes yeah 20 minutes even yeah Three minutes? Come on, just yeah. just come on. That is like that is like such an afterthought system for only letting it last for three minutes. Like maybe if you're going after like crazy high level hunts yeah, later you in the game, you or don't whatever, want to be but... like fast traveling back to the area to get the no. stuff all the time in order to go back to the combat area. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That that is that blew you... my mind. I literally just looked at that today. Have you that tried? It was only three uh... Have you tried turning the waypoints off and stuff and playing like that? No, I I wanted to talk about that too. Um, Before we get too far away, so like the different elemental weapons, why do I not remember how that worked in Zero Dawn? I don't think there was near the amount of uh, attention on it. I think it was there. It was shock and like fire. And maybe yeah. frost, and that was it. Maybe it was just three or something. Yeah, but it's a, they because that was one of the things that I was like, oh my gosh, it was already overwhelming, and now like my one bow tier on my weapon wheel has like three different slots on it, and I can put three different elements in that. So just kind yeah. of like the choices of what you can do in like your combat. Like now I have I have fifty weapons to choose from, which is like a that's like yeah. A, it's so I think a big problem is the weapon wheel with all of that stuff. Yeah. Because they could have fixed this, I think, somewhat easily, actually. Um, there, you only have one weapon wheel. And they could have added another layer to that. Yeah. It would have immediately made this... A non thing, yeah. Cause and and I always I would always get the wrong weapon to try and do, uh, like yeah, because you know it wouldn't be precise enough with like where my weapon wheel thing is point pointed at that. And post. again and again, that slow down on the fly crafting, changing your weapon, whatever that yeah. slow down just does not feel slow enough. Yeah. So like you know, but days gone. I was playing days gone like two months ago or whatever. Days gone had a multi level weapon wheel. Yeah. Like, a, a game where nothing matters. Yeah. Like, in terms of your equipment, really. So, like, that just feels like a huge misstep yeah. for Horizon. Like, you are going way in on 
all the different elements. On everything. And, and, and that's cool. That's fine. There's a bunch of different weapons and types of whatever. That's cool. But now you make it a little difficult to actually engage all of it because you have to go into your menu and change what is on the wheel. Like, fuck off. All the time. Yeah, like, fuck off. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to try and have as much variation as I literally possibly can on my one wheel, and that's what I'm going to use the whole game. Yeah. Which, so, like, I'm telling you, it'll, there's, you you'll, I won't say you'll struggle with certain parts, but there, like, there's definitely some, some. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm already in the menus too much. Yeah. And that and that was one of my problems with the original one was that you're in the menu all the fucking time. Yeah. Always. In a, in a game that is like so amazing looking, so like interesting in terms of combat, you're always in a menu. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like always in a menu instead of like really just fighting things. It's it's crazy. So, you know, all of the stuff that I was worried about is still there, but like all of the other stuff just greatly outweighs it. <laughs> Like yeah. the universe is so amazing. Yeah. Like I love, I love the science fiction. It's uh-huh. just so good, mm-hmm. and it still is good. Like yeah. I'm still really into it. I think it's really interesting what they did with this one. We don't have to really talk about any of that. Maybe when I'm done, I yeah. don't know. But um, but you like the story? Yeah, I do like the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like the new uh tribes. Mm-hmm. I think they're really cool and they're really different. And, and I really, I really liked the locale specifically that those tribes are at too. Like they really yeah. emphasize like this group of people is in this place and it's, it's yeah. this way because they farm or whatever, you know, is, is that thing. I think they did that really cool. Yeah. And there's like a cool pecking order again, like in the first one, basically the whole area was ruled by people that worship the sun Mm-hmm. And then there were, like, minor tribes that answered to them. Yeah. And, like, now this one... This one, I say I would say, isn't as strong as something as, like, sun god worship. Yeah. But, like, I do think it's neat. Like, their, their tribe, the Tanakhth, uh, they essentially worship old soldiers. Like, soldier... Ancient soldiers. And, like, their whole mythos is built around this, like last museum. stand battle and did you, museum. Did you do the musician the the sorry the mission that um like kind of uncovers that stuff yet? Are you are you that far? Uh yeah, I think I think I have a under where you can go like look at the exi- exhibits and what Yeah, they are. yeah, I I'm past that. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I think that's really neat because it's like really specific. And it's so like, like it like makes you think about uh a civilization stumbles upon remnants of an ancient civilization. And we probably said this when we talked about the first game. Like, how would you react to what you find? Right. And it's, it's kinda... just total. It's it's kind of like if we found if we did for some reason find a technology of like an ancient civilization yeah. here on Earth that was really mind blowing. And like we just started worshiping them over yeah. it. <laughs> like it's. It's kind of juvenile, actually, when you think about it. But, um, I mean, they had literally nothing else to go off of. Mm-hmm. You know, no preconceived understanding of virtually anything. So, yeah. um, And I think that's really neat. So, like, they rule the area of this game. Um, I would say they're not as cool as 
the Karja, the sun sun god people. Yeah. But they're co- they're cool in their own way. Like they're they're based around the locales of the map. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, all that stuff is amazing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm really enjoying just I- I- experiencing the world. Yeah, and that's, that's good. Like that's all I've really wanted out of it. And I'm doing a lot of stuff. But the thing that you asked about and what we sort of talked about before I even played it was, like, try to maybe not get sidetracked by a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm using the waypoints. But um, I have the one, the version that I I think the modern Assassin's Creed's started where they keep it a little general. So, like, they'll, like, go to an area and look for stuff instead of, like, pointing you directly to the thing sometimes. The thing I thought about turning off was all the icons on the map. Yeah. Which I didn't because there's so many of them that my eyes glaze over that I don't look at them. Okay. I felt <laughs> like I would kind of be wasting time, like, in in terms of time spent with the game. I'm already accessing the menu a bunch, and I'm, right. um, like, it wouldn't add anything to the experience except for me running around more to find things. And like, I just was like, well, I'm already going to spend 60 hours in this game. I don't need to add another 20 to make the exploration organic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think it totally works. Um, like, and, and you can, you can clearly identify like personally what is not worth doing. Like I'm not doing the band camp, band camps, the bandit camps. No, thank you. Yeah. Fighting humans in that game is the most uninteresting possible thing you can do. Yeah. And so I'm just not going to do this. So. And what? I think, I think clearing bandit camps gives you like waypoint, uh, like markets and stuff. Oh, well. And, and then once you clear it, like people move into that area and then, and then missions populate in that area. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. I swear. That's how it works. It's, oh, so it's that's not so like <laughs> it's not. I would do like one or two just to see. Um, I did one because one was part of a side quest. Yeah, because I'm so pretty sure I'll that's how to, it works. I'll have to look because like there's there's definitely plenty enough regular settlements that you ex- encounter. Mm-hmm. So, I could be I wrong, know. but I thought that was how. I thought that was how it works, but I could be I could be confusing the regular settlements with some of the. I know they turn into settlements after you clear the band camps. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look at the one that I know I did, and see if anything. Like you get happened. like a workbench and a chest and all that yeah. stuff every time. Yeah, and um, you get more. Uh, what are the game pieces? Storm. What's the What's the board game called? Machine Strike. Machine Strike. Have you played any I, more Machine Strike? No, I finished nah. all of. I finished all of them in the first city, like at the very beginning of the game. I I did, which is the tutorial one. I did all of it, and I was like, "This is kind of neat," but yeah, it's not worth doing. It's just too much of the game already. I think. Yeah, like, there's. I was too trying many to other crystallize things. my own thoughts on like how I felt, so we could you know have this conversation about the game. Um, I had the baby in the middle of playing it, so yeah, I fell off a little bit. But what I, th- what I struggled with is I, like you, love experiencing the world, and I, th- I really did think like the strength of the writing and how cool and unique everything looked and all that stuff made even all the stupid side stuff like made it worth doing. I yeah. just didn't enjoy, like doing everything. 
So I was yeah. like constantly torn between this. Like, like I like what I'm seeing. I like the conversations I'm having with the characters. I like the depth that it's adding to like what's going on and to my understanding of how things work in this universe. But yeah. like, I don't want to fight <laughs> or like, I don't want to climb this thing or I don't want to yeah. solve this puzzle. Like I was like looking up puzzle solutions and stuff like that. So I didn't have, Oh my to. God. I have, yeah. One of the main story ones. Yeah. I had to look up a code Yeah, because it was like, I walk up to the, to this console and they were like, Oh yeah, you should check the notes. I was like, check the notes. Yeah. Like what are wanted, you talking about? wanted you to go look at text files, like around the area and pull something from there. But I, I looked at them. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. There's no code in here. Yeah. And it was like really obscure. Like I looked I looked it up and it was like one line of text that you were supposed to do a pretty big logic leap on to figure out the code. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. What? Like I'm so glad I just looked it up cuz I would have I would have tore my hair out. Yeah. Yeah, like and and it, and it was so obvious. Like as soon as I got to the console, I was like, what are you talking about? I, I look kinda everywhere getting, in here. I'm kind of <laughs> getting that way with a lot of puzzles and games. Like unless yeah. it's like specifically a puzzle game, I'm just like I don't want to waste my time. I just wanna, yeah. It depends. It it totally depends. Like in the moment, like is this that something that I feel? The, a lot of the yeah. God of War puzzles towards the end of the game. Oh yeah, I looked like, up I'm, a bunch of stuff in God yeah. of War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just don't care. Like where's this one thing for this I want norm the chest? I don't, I don't want, care. I don't want. I don't want to spend fifteen years looking for the other bell on this Nornir chest. I'm just not yep. gonna do it. Yep, I definitely looked up a bunch of this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Horizon's good. I, I agree that it's uh, unsung, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely something that did not get enough attention yeah. from even the little bit of stuff I pay attention to. It's I like it's a masterpiece. I think it's I think it's a technical it, a technical and and writing like like the way they yeah. made it is is like it's good. It's astound it's astounding. Yeah, yeah. Like as an open world game. Yeah. Um the the amount of detail in virtually everything is crazy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Even the stuff I don't necessarily like, like the combat, like yeah. it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Glad um, you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So moving on from there, I'll I'll, I'll touch on Midnight Suns so and get into all new stuff. We'll put the old stuff at the beginning and then. Okay. And then, uh, so this is like how you you uh, we're burying the lead. Uh huh. Is, is that what we're doing? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes. Uh, so I, I played. I'm at I'm at hour fifty in Midnight Suns, which is is pertinent because the DLC just came out. Actually, so mm-hmm. I, I've accessed the DLC a little bit. I can talk about that. Talk about that. I'm trying to come up with the title of it because it's thought Deadpool, it was good. isn't it? That's correct. It is Deadpool, but it has a name. Uh, the good, the bad, and the undead. Is what it okay. is, which I thought was witty before I looked it up, and now I'm deciding that it's not. Yeah, but, not uh, really. Specifically, <laughs> it's because it has vampire enemies. Um, Deadpool's okay. a fun character to throw into the mix. I feel like super lazy, yeah. super lazy in terms yeah. of their part because he's a fourth wall breaking character. Yeah. So they don't have to like write him into the story at all. He just kind of like 
makes Perfect jokes about for DLC. He's like, and and he says, "I'm gonna be DLC." He's like saying yeah. that to you, and then like you know, you get back to the Abbey, which is typically where everyone hangs out outside of missions, and everyone puts different clothes on, which you unlock, and you get to change their clothes and stuff. It's kind of cool to have different days where they're running around different clothes. But I'm thinking to yeah. myself, "Ooh, Deadpool is he gonna be all burnt up?" Because that's like what he is, you know. <laughs> yeah, he still has his mask on in the in the, in the Abbey, and so you go talk to him. He's like, "Yeah, th- it wasn't in the budget for them to render my face." So it's a lot of like in Stuff jokes like that. Yeah. like that, which could be cringy depending on what you uh, how you like your video games, I guess. Um, yeah, but he's a he's another hero to throw into the mix. I'm at. I think I just unlocked the Hulk, which puts me at 13 or 14 heroes. Okay. Uh, so that's really cool to engage with that many different... Uh, yeah. That many different card decks and yeah. be managing that many different card decks. And, yeah, it's kind of intense. Yeah. And it's it's the full experience of spinning plates that you get with the XCOM 2 campaign. Like, there's that much stuff. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I, I said in the in my first impressions of the game that I enjoyed the combat because it felt like you were always trying to come up with the best move in the moment as opposed to game planning, um, yeah. like, long-term. And I will say that at hour 50, and messing, the difficulty, messing with the difficulty a little bit, it's still kind of like that. Which is a little bit dissatisfying. Oh. So, um, like, for example, you get a lot, a lot, like, you get a lot of cards for every hero. And you can only mm-hmm. carry, like, ten at a time. Or maybe yeah. it's maybe it's eight. And so, what I'm finding that I'm doing is creating the most well-rounded version of every hero mm-hmm. that I can because the game enforces you to like each mission has one required hero so you kind of okay. have to like variate who you're playing with anyways that's smart yeah, yeah yeah um and like your main missions always require you to bring somebody so like it does force you to use the entire roster yeah and there is a system in place that, like, uh, as you upgrade your main hero, uh, like, the lowest uh, hero that you're not using will always upgrade with you, like, up to three or four levels below you. So you don't really lose out on use- That's not using someone. Yeah. But what I would like to do that I don't think you're incentivized to do is to, like, come up with team comp. Um. Yeah. Things, mm-hmm. and just because of how much you're switching, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not doing that at all. And I feel like there's a lot of cards that are made for that reason. To where, yeah, like, and you don't need to use them. Where, yeah. So to where, like, Iron Man maybe would be the guy that generates all your your points to use, and then here's this going to be your damage character, and this is going to be your tank character that takes all. Yeah. The, like. Um. At least on the difficulty that I'm playing on, which is like two notches up from normal, it's like hero two. Um, wow, really? Yeah, it's not. I'm I'm better off trying to 
uh, I'm better off trying to just create the most well-rounded version of heroes that can like either heal themselves or do the most damage or take the, like whatever I need in the moment, whether it's be defensive or, or Mm -hmm. do the most damage or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm more incentivized to do that. And like in terms of difficulty, like if I would bump the difficulty up and that's what would cause me to, to focus on the team comp thing, I'm not really incentivized to do that because there's no consequences to losing except for like reloading your save file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I would like bump the difficulty up to the point where it's challenging me so much that I'm struggling and I have to come up with the perfect team composition to beat the thing, uh, that would be satisfying, I think. But also yeah. like I would I would be beating my head against the same scenario either until I pass the scenario or I quit and lower the difficulty. And like I just don't want to. It's a, I'm at sixty hours in the campaign. I don't. I don't want to use my time like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and so I know that at the end of the game, after you like beat the stories or whatever, it goes into an end game um, version of the game where it gives you endless missions and the level cap okay. on your heroes goes mm-hmm. to uh, like it goes to infinite or maybe it goes to 99. I think the level caps at 25, like through the stories. So, that might be the time to start, um, like do, messing with that team comp stuff. Like maybe I'm thinking ahead in terms of min maxing a little bit. Yeah, maybe. But I found that like at this point in the campaign, I wish there was a little more. Uh, I I wish there was a little more, like exploring of, of its systems or something. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I could do that myself. I just yeah. I wish the game like forced me to do that. No, I always is want what, games to force you to do what that. I'm, always is what I'm yeah. saying. Yep. So, um, I still like they've been adding new enemies and they, there's like new challenges and stuff. Like once you unlock relationship levels with heroes to the point where you get them really good, you unlock like this cool challenge mission that like makes you use the hero by themselves in a mission in a specific way. Which is like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. So, and I think that forces you to think about, oh, like, this is what I could be doing with this character that I haven't yeah. been doing. So, there yeah. is, like, some of that built into the game really good. But I just think, like, I'm kind of using the same cards and upgrading those cards as much as I can, as opposed to, like, really, really changing out all these cards that I get. And I just wish I had more reason to. But then also. That yeah. the game would get more finicky, and I think it's already like pretty. There's you're already messing with a lot of things. So yeah, yeah. But all that being said, this is one of my favorite comic book games ever, and I think that big long story and having heroes that are on missions, and you beat a bad guy, and then he gets away, and then you you go you go back to the abbey, and you come back, and then like this like this big long campaign story thing is a really good vehicle for just comic book stories in general. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, just because that's how the medium is in real life. Like when you read comics, like the bad guy gets away, they go home <laughs> and stuff happens. And then like, it's an ongoing thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not like this yeah. two hour, like you experience in a movie where you get a two hour problem resolution end. Like, so there's a lot more character arcs and things you can explore in that long form 
that long form format that I think is really cool. And uh, yeah. for Axis made a dope comic book game. That's that's like that's sick. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah, so. I uh, I'm still interested. I'm just waiting. Yeah. for the I'm waiting for the right price. <laughs> yeah, that's um, uh, you got to be close to the end, right? Um, I mean, I feel I like know. you're hitting that time. It's hard that to tell. I, I think, I think, like generally, people said sixty hours ish, but yeah. that was before the DLC came out, which has its own campaign missions, which I've been playing since. Oh, okay. I wanted to unlock like Deadpool and some of his stuff because then I can just use it in the game. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know how other people played. Like, I'd spent a ton of time just playing the game when like for the first 30 hours i was like keeping all my people upgraded at the same level okay like, just by using them and doing all the stuff so i don't know are there a bunch of, are there a bunch of like side fights that you can like optional battles and stuff that you can do? um typically the way the game works is like it's on a day night cycle and you do one mission a day uh-huh so every day there's like a little um it's like a map, like just how XCOM works with a like a war table where you have all these areas where you choose missions. Yeah. It gives you the objective of the mission, and you can choose. Um, you you would choose per a rewards, uh, like whatever. Okay. Which is like, I I think a cool way to generate like what you're trying to do. Like I want new cards. Okay, what do I yeah. need for new cards? I need this currency, so I'm going to do a mission that gives me that currency. Like it yep. kind of naturally guides like what you select on the mission table. And then amongst those rewards, you'll usually have missions that are like easy, medium or hard difficulty as well. So mm-hmm. like depending on if some people on your team are hurt or, or like whatever, you can kind of make the decision based on that. But um, there's usually one story mission available. Like you can, it's just a different color and um, it usually requires a specific person and so that person needs to be healthy or not on a side mission, like because you can send them on side. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, XCOM, uh, side ops stuff. stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So you need to have them available, and typically you do that mission. It's like, and I, I, the game is actually fully. I've been uh, I'm impressed at the amount of cutscene, like cinematic cutscene stuff in the game. It's kind of neat. Mm. Yeah. Um So they have all that, and you do that one let's say story mission, you come back, you go to sleep the next day. When you wake up, you'll see the next story mission available, but usually there's a requirement that you'll need to fulfill before you can do the story mission. So it'll say like, do a research on this thing or unlock this character or complete one more side mission in this area or whatever. So they can deliver more exposition just to get you to the point where you're ready for that next mission. So I think if you if you wanted to just like mainline, you'd probably have to do one side mission, then one main mission, then one side mission, then one main mission. Yeah. Um. So that's basically what it is. But there's gotcha. also like a a training room thing, kind of, where uh-huh. it just drops one hero in and puts a whole bunch of bad guys in there, and you can kind of mess with card abilities and see how they work, and it gives you the XP for all the kills you get in that training room, and then oh, does interest. Doesn't like any items you use or anything like that. It doesn't spend those items. 
Okay. And so you can like really play with things, and also like if you have someone that's lower, like if you see the next character mission requires a certain character, then you can use that to upgrade um, your guy a little bit before you head into the mission. And I've been doing that like quite a bit, just so like the mission that I head into is yeah. I'm ready because I'm playing on a harder difficulty, and it's pretty brutal. Like it tells you who the bad guys are targeting. And if you like have three or four guys targeting the same person, they're not, they ain't, they ain't living. There's nothing you can do about nothing it. Nothing you can do, man. That like, yeah. so yeah. you mm. kind of have to like, you know, that's part of your selection of who you're attacking is, is juggling that. But if they're under leveled, then it's, it's pretty rough. So did you bump it up because you just, it just feels like it was too easy on normal? Uh, yeah, kind of. Hmm. I bumped it up because, and I, I, I like the reward of having, um, like it, their upgrades faster and, oh, okay. and it gives you more, there's like, a reason to do that. Yeah. It gives you more, uh, fancy points that allow you to buy new outfits kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, as long if there's incentive, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. like a, it's, it's very the difficulty is like very uh, granular and how you can, how you can mess with it. Like there's already easy, medium and hard missions and the enemies in those missions already scale. They scale to whatever level of the people that you bring to that mission. So it doesn't really matter like what level different people are. Yeah. Um, but then in that easy, medium and difficulty missions, you have the game level difficulty and that's what decides what rewards you get and you have to like unlock like it'll as you play at the difficulty that you're at if you do well like because there's one or two or three star rewards for completing a mission you have Mm -hmm. to get like a couple three stars in a row in order for you to be able to progress to the next tier of difficulty okay and then when you beat the mission you unlock a comic book cover and oh yeah, you right. Can, you can put them in different poses and and then hang those comic book covers all over the abbey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Like frame yeah, I them love in that. all these places. That was one of the best things that they added to. I think that was technically part of the War of the Chosen. Yeah. DLC. I don't. I don't remember that being in the base XCOM two. I could be wrong, but like, just being in the middle of a mission and seeing a poster of like. A thing that you did, however long. Oh ago yeah, the they ha- they would hang them in the in game like yeah, on the alleys in, and stuff. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, so yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. Because like you feel that you're like I did that. I I and and XCOM you had to. It was a war. Like it, you were at yeah. war. You had to well, like. I, I lost people in that mission where that. Yeah, yeah. like. You know what I mean? Like, like you some feel of those that. posters, some of those posters, one of the options would be like, if a character died, it was like, you would make like a memorial yeah, to that character yeah. on the poster, which is so yeah. good. And that was like one of the things that like is it's missing from this. Like I said, there's no consequences yeah. to losing. Like yep. it was an interesting decision to sacrifice one of my people in order to accomplish an objective. Like I could yeah. p- potentially lose one of the person I've invested in or one of my people that like, you know, was good. Or, or yeah. whatever in XCOM, and like that made it more dynamic. That made it more, mm-hmm. I don't know. And so this like just doesn't have that. So it's a, it's I can understand why it doesn't because that can be brutal. Like yeah. you lose your best people in the campaign. You 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 could end up with a campaign that you're not able to finish. You know what I mean? 
but yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I abandoned, I know when XCOM two first came out, I I'm pretty sure I abandoned my first game after like 15 hours. I, or something. I saw the devs are like not working on a new XCOM at this point. They're very I'm not surprised on uh, midnight suns, which is yeah. a shame, but I'm excited. That, like that I'm going to go shame. back and play more XCOM. That game's so good. Yeah. I, um, I uh I want to finish Chimera Squad. <laughs> yeah, because Chimera Squad's really good. I just yeah. um, it just didn't have like it didn't have that same like repercussion either. The campaign because you're yeah because you ha- you're you have named characters like you don't make your characters in that game. Really, there there's like specific people that you pick up because it's you get to play with the aliens and there's only so many of the aliens that can be used. Yeah. Um. So like, I I'm pretty sure people don't die permanently in Chimera Squad. Yeah. So like, there there's a little bit of that like your own storytelling taken away. Uh huh. Um. But it's still really good because the the breach stuff is fucking awesome. Yeah. Where, like, you are playing a tactical, like, purpose... Insertion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. purpose-built squad that is, like, they know what they're going into. It's not yeah. It's not surprises like regular XCOM. So, like, yeah. getting to position them at certain doors, and they all have different abilities based on the breach mode. And it's so cool. It's so cool. And, like, I really wanted to see... I really wanted to see that expanded on in yeah. another one. But I guess that goes along with what kind of what I was saying about discouraging um your team comp stuff with Midnight Suns. Uh we we don't need to continue spending too much time on this, but uh yeah. Like you never know what enemies you're going to face kind of or like you you know what the objective is by the mission, but you kind of don't know what the scenario is and so you could end up with like the wrong yeah, the the wrong hand of cards really, and it, it kind of really beats you up a little bit. So, I don't yeah. Know. Thus, thus the downfall of anything based on drawing cards. Yeah. <laughs> some some open ended randomness there, mm-hmm. you know. I'm For sure. A beer. Cracking a beer? What are you drinking? Cra- cracking a beer. Oberon uh, looks like an Oberon. No, this is. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what the brewery is. 2SP. 2SP. I don't know what that means. Um, That's uh, a... Just something random. Don't they call it SP? Isn't that the name for experience in uh, Final Fantasy? Or Pokemon? It's definitely... It's definitely... Spirit points is definitely something in something. I'm not sure what off the top of my head. Um... You, but you're not an, you're not the best gamer. I'm if not the, the best, best gamer. gamer you I, would know. It does kind of bother me that I can't think of what that would Spirit be. Because <laughs> that that feels really obvious for some reason. I think it's a Final Fantasy game. It bro. might be Final Fantasy or like Kingdom Hearts. Ugh, I don't remember anything about Kingdom Hearts at this point. It's been a really long time. Um, first thing that comes up is Spirit Airlines. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, all the all the other things I played are like smaller and or older, so probably don't have too much to say. But um, I guess I'll 
mention Dishonored Death of the Outsider real quick. Okay. Because it it follows the line of thinking of, wow, I love this universe, like Horizon. Mm-hmm. And I guess you with Midnight Suns, too. Like, I was really disappointed by Deathloop and this or Arcane. Their next game is Redfall, yeah, which comes out this year. And I'm I want that to be good, but I'm really skeptical of it being good. I don't think it looks great. For, yeah, just based on trailers, it just looks kind of generic. Yeah. Is what and, I would say. And I'm really, really bummed. Well, so I guess in that regard, I thought Dishonored looked really generic when it came out. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. When I didn't play that when it came out. I thought this... I was like, that doesn't look good at all. Like, I, I'm not interested in that at all. Mm-hmm. And then I, I learned more about that type of game, and I played a couple other games like that, and then I played Dishonored later, and I was like, holy shit, I was so wrong. Yeah. Like, this was so awesome. Um, So, like, I really like a lot of Arcane's games and those types of games, those open-ended, you know, deal with a situation how you see fit game. Mm-hmm. And um what do they call them? What's the genre? Everybody in in games calls them immersive sims. Immersive which sim That's doesn't really mean for. anything. So but just because it's an agreed upon Reference description. point. It's agreed upon reference point. That's all. It does. That's it all does, we're using it at right now. It does talk about very specific games, and Arcane makes a lot of those games. Yeah. Um. So disappointed by Deathloop, like majorly. Really liked some parts of that game, but mostly walked away, totally forgetting that it existed. Kind of. Yeah. And so I had had, I loved Dishonored one and two, and I had Death of the Outsider, which is like. I think it originally was supposed to just be DLC for two, but it's a standalone game because it was enough content, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it's it takes place after two and um, continues a little bit of that story and essentially ends the world of Dishonored. Um, and Spoiler. I had had it for a long time. Spoiler. I mean, it's called Death of the Outsider, which... If you know anything about the universe, that would that would signal to you that it's the end of the universe, <laughs> um, which I think is really funny, actually. Like that, it's like really upfront they, about. They did not bury the lead on that one. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, we got a good episode title now. Burying, Burying the lead. The lead. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I had had it for a long time and I never got around to it because I was like, well, it's DL- it was supposed to be DLC, so it's probably going to be kind of like not like great. a lot of the same thing, yeah. kind of a lot of retreading a lot of the same stuff. And it was, but um, I decided to play more Arcane. still really I'm liked it. Dude, more. you have to play Prey. Yeah, I will. You didn't, pl- you didn't play that, right? No. Yeah, like it's the best one. It's their yeah. best one, hands down. Um, I think it's. I think that game's potentially like very alien hard to get horror into. Vibe, kind of. Yeah, going on with that too. That's that's right up my alley. Yeah, I think though. I've I've heard this a couple times where, and and it surprises me every time. Where like, I understand why that game didn't probably do very well because of like the name confusion and like, Arcane's games in general don't sell very well, mm-hmm. and. 
I, I think Prey is hard to get into because it's hard. So, like, it, like, kind of throws you in the deep end a little bit. Um, But if you are... If you stick with it, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm That game worried. is really awesome. Not worried about it. Um, Don't you know I played... Shoot. Dark Alien Souls Alien Isolation. One. Alien Isolation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like that at all. <laughs> but... Just, uh, just pick, insert random game here. Don't you know I played... Yeah. Spelunky... Spelunky's hard. Um. Anyway, Death of the Outsider is a. Uh, it's just you know more Dishonored, and it's really good. But the universe is so awesome. Yeah. The Dishonored universe is just so, like, neat. Yeah. It's like it like gives. Do you think that's where you felt? Uh, um. What's the loop game? Shoot. Death Loop. Death Loop was lacking the universe. Kind of because they needed to like make a new one. And yeah. the idea was interesting. Yeah, I like, like I like that game a lot. For the record, it was one of my game. It's not my game in your list, but like the curious. setting, the setting was definitely interesting, interesting and yeah. well thought out, and like something to build on. And they did some stuff great. I mean, it's not a bad game. You just cheese your way through it the whole time. Kind of, but you do yeah. that. That's what those games are, though. <laughs> really? Um. Yeah. If you find a thing that like that works, there's, there's a yeah. If you find yeah. a thing that works and like you have fun doing it, like yeah, that's it. all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually, I was gonna bring that up with Death of the Outsiders. I feel like I didn't play the game. Yeah. Because <laughs> um the the thing with and and it was in Death Loop where you could just like blink to a point. Yeah. And and in Teleport. Dishonored, that that started in Dishonored yeah. with a, an ability called Blink, and. I mean, it breaks those games. Yeah. But it makes them really fun because then you start to look for really weird ways to, like, get around and avoid things and, like, surprise people and whatever. So it is, like, a major aspect of their modern games. Other than Prey. Prey doesn't really have that. But it's okay that it doesn't. Um, Or it does, and I don't remember. Or you just didn't choose that upgrade Pen. Yeah, I, I now that I think about it, I can't remember if it had that, but um, it had to have, but it might not have. Um, I did that the whole time in Death of the Outsider, <laughs> and like, I feel like I didn't really fight many people or kill that many people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like totally fine yeah. because I like playing those games, not killing people. Like trying mm-hmm. to do it, it it rewards you and. And Dishonored as a universe is built around trying to not kill people. Like, you either go all in on killing people or you don't. And it, like, it's part of the universe. Um, Like, they established that in the first game where there's, like, some rat plague going on. Rat plague. it has this, yeah. It has this thing. That's a a band name, Rat Plague. It's gotta be it by now. Um, As the game goes on and if you kill people, there's more rats throughout the game uh, and rats sense. are and rats are like sense. dangerous yeah. to you. And then later on as the game goes on, rat the rats mean like different things and they're like kind of minor things. So um spoiler. Yeah, again, I guess. But I uh the thing I want to point out about the universe and why I really like getting back into it because Death of the Outsider is all about like why there is magic in Dishonored and where it comes from and the source of it and whatever and it's like about that specific part of the universe um 
in the universe of Dishonored, whales are like magical beings. And so they're hunted for their uh, everything. Their their meat, their oil, Just their like bones. Avatar weigh the water. Oh, is that what it's about? Yeah, and a little bit, but keep going. No, sorry yeah. to derail you. Um, yeah. So, like, a big part of why and how there is like magic around is because whales are like these super beings, sort of. And so these conduits for mysticism. Yeah, for whatever reason. And like I think that's just so neat because it's the the are world you, Are you of, a whale guy, huh? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, <laughs> save the whales. Yeah, um, do it. It's just neat because like the the world is built around like island type Big whale guy here. <laughs> love whales. Love big sperm. <laughs> love love sperm whales. Um it just Derailed. fits. Yeah, you yeah. keep derailing. This is like I was li- I was listening to because I said I was listening to an old episode and like that is all Josh did all the time. All he did was derail conversations. Like every ten minutes, he would just throw in some non sequitur about who knows what, and that was like about primarily cheese. what that show was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Dishonored is really cool, and you should play it. Sweet. Um, I'll, I'll get to some more arcane games for sure. They feel Dishonored feels old. Yeah. Um, and I and I think two would have came out. Two came out when we were doing two v one, so it's it's probably six years old. I think Dishonored two, and I Death of the Out. It's a, it's enough time to where you know it doesn't look super great. good anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean it plays great. Everything still plays fine and and whatever, but. Like it, you can see the the machine in action pretty yeah, easily. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty easy to get around and manipulate yeah. everything, and you know there's not real consequences to some things if you know what you're doing. And so, but yeah, it was kind of fun going back into that world because it had been a really long time. Um, so yeah, first, arcane first is person great. game, right? It's first person. Yeah, you know what else is first person? What? The forest. Okay. So, yeah, Josh, I thought it was interesting. You guys wanted to play this. It's totally Josh. Mm-hmm. It's a Josh. It's a Josh. You know, you know, to to try and predict the mind of that man. <laughs> you're better off. You're better off just not trying to do it. He, he so he, he asked me to play, and like I don't necessarily care about what I'm playing when it's with friends that much mm-hmm. in most cases I don't know so I said yeah I play it um, yeah. it's led to some cool experiences uh, it's a first person survival game where your plane just crashes and some cannibal looking people come and steal this little boy named Timmy and you have like Timmy. Uh, yep and you have like a survival book it has how has all the crafting recipes in it yeah and you were writing stuff down in there and um collecting notes and your one objective in there just says find timmy Uh uh-huh and so um it starts you out with all the recipes 
So as long as you can like get around, and they start you out with a hatchet, mm-hmm. and so you can cut down trees and build a spear, or collect rocks and sticks yeah. and make a slingshot, and you're hunting for food and you have to eat and you get yep. tired and you have to sleep, um, and so basically you know you're doing all the survival game stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, but the premise, the premise of Crash landing on the island, I think is kind of cool, kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a fully formed island. We've probably seen ten percent of it. And the last yeah. PlayStation, we just got the m- map, so he's tr- he's writing down where we've been now. Your your player character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're you're exploring this island, and you come across all these things, and that's. This is what I like about the game. Like it's a there's a cave. There's a rope that goes down in the cave. So you climb down in the in the cave. It's all mm-hmm. dimly lit. You have no idea what's in there. And then you come around a corner and it's like this leg monster lady that's like <laughs> making weird noises at you. And I screamed and I almost crap myself. And <laughs> I like that experience to not know and to yeah. be creeping forward. Uh, I will say that I don't believe we are playing correctly, and that's <laughs> okay. led to some frustration, I think, with just how the game works. Like, I think the game wants you to kind of pick a spot and build, like, traps and build uh, a rock bin to collect all these rocks in and, like, start kind of pooling resources and then using those resources to venture out further and further while you bring stuff back, right? Yeah. We are building save points. <laughs> yeah. And uh, going all over the place with them. Uh, and yeah. so there's there's cannibals that are on the island that it's kind of interesting because they are not scripted. And they are, like, they all react to you differently. Some of them won't fight you. Some of them will run from you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you come across like a little village of them and they've flayed 15 of the passengers from the, from the, uh, plane you, that were, you were on. Okay. And cause one of the things you're doing, you have a passenger manifest, you're crossing off names as you come across them. in in the, I was just going to ask about that. And that's, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. So, um, the ones that are aggressive, you have to fight off. And this is where the game kind of falls apart is like combat is (laughs) not good. Yeah. Uh, like none of, none of the survival games I've ever played have had good combat. Yeah. 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 So this is, this is like that. And being that we're running around in all these different areas, we're just engaging a lot of enemies, and I don't have weapons to engage the enemies with other than, like, a club and a spear. Yeah. Which kind of just means you're, like, clicking and clicking and clicking. Yep. And, like, it's not... I don't really love that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I do think it's there's been some fun play sessions. You know, we like, going into that cave was, was really good. Like, there's some communal building things that I enjoy. Like we haven't done a lot of that, but the, the idea of like building an entire little area to use 
Oh, um, it's the best part. Yeah, and we just kind of haven't really done any of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of those games for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I I like the I like the the concept. I don't know how much more we'll play. I know Dead Space came out, and he's like pretty head yeah. over head over heels for that, and so he hasn't texted me to play in a while. So, but yeah, I guess we're we we I didn't even think about yeah Dead Space remake came out and I will play it just not yet. <laughs> yeah. I will too. That's Dead Space one of my favorite games of all time. Wow. Yeah. If I had a top 10 list it'd be on there. Yeah. And and Resident Evil 4 which also is out this year. Yeah, which I'm more excited for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's that's the forest. I don't really have anything else to uh to add to that it's you know typical survival game. I haven't played a ton of them. Uh, the, yeah, I wouldn't really want to play one by myself. Like maybe, maybe I would do what's the underwater one? Oh, Subnautica. That's I mean, it's that's purely a solo one anyway. Yeah, maybe that one sounds interesting, but like I, I don't want to oh, do so, work to play. So good, kind of really. You do is where I. Yeah, is those where are I end up if it's with a group or with a friend, and we're like kind of chatting and laughing about the experience. It's a little bit different, but like in terms of like me playing by myself i just i need to allot my already dwindling game time on other things that require less of me so survival games are great podcast games yeah and and or music games yeah so um and actually uh i've been thinking about this a lot um lately because I want to play more Valheim. Mm-hmm. I've I really liked Valheim, primarily because I really like the building in that game. Yeah, it's like really robust and open ended, and structurally uh, makes sense. Which is like engineering super- wise, you mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is yes, which is like really appealing to me. Um, it's the one that has made the most sense out of all of them that I've played. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many other examples there are anyway, but like you can't build things that are really tall and skinny. They don't work. They'll fall over. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so like, and, and I think that world is interesting and I think the progress is interesting. It has one major flaw in that you need metal, like you need iron and then different metals to like, progress through the recipes and the the quote campaign of like yeah. fighting certain monsters and stuff and what they want you to do is go on these crazy big excursions to collect metal very slowly yeah because there's teleporters in the game but you cannot teleport with metal so you have to cover serious distances in Valheim and survive you mean and survive. Like, is that the problem that you die a lot or you just don't? It's, it's a time just, sink. Kinda. It's, it's a time sink and it's potentially dangerous. And like a lot of it, you know, Valheim's like a Viking theme thing. So like you have to, you have to cross oceans. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you build a long ship and it can carry so much metal and you have to sail from places to place. Yeah, island to island. And it's cool. 
but you better hope the wind is blowing in your favor. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, it takes a long time. Yeah. And so, like, it's really tedious, but, like, I've been thinking, like, I really lately have been wanting to just kind of sink time into a thing. So I just started another game of Factorio. <laughs> Which, you know, there there will be 40 more plus hours of something, if not longer. Um, but, like, I do like that aspect of survival games. Like, there, yeah. there's, like, some some aspect of the tedium is fun to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. I don't know. I think, I, it's, think... I think it's satisfying to build something and then to look back after... 25 to 30 hours and look at this be like yeah i i yeah. did this i built this i did i worked to uh yeah to make this yeah and like some of them do that really well um obviously minecraft is one of the earliest examples yeah. of like that and um if you can if you can hold yourself back from cheating in Minecraft, like all of the time I spent into like making creative things manually, mm-hmm. like looking back on that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um wait, let's get really into Ark. Let's start harvest let's start farming dinosaurs. I mean, I'm into the dinosaur motif for sure. We Have you tried heard that one's good. I tried playing it. Um I tried playing it a good bit by myself and then I started a game very briefly with Mike from work. Um, that was one of the first games we played together actually. Cute. Like when we met. Um, we didn't get very far because the the thing that makes that game cool, the dinosaurs, you don't really get to engage with until well into that game. Yeah. <laughs> like you really got to put in Build a lot up of effort. To it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, until you're like riding them and whatever. So, so you said let's get into Ark. Uh, you weren't being serious. You, what were you being serious? I wasn't like, being serious. Okay. No, we'll we'll wait for Ark two because Vin Diesel's in that one. Oh yes, I'm sold. So family. Yeah, we can start over with with Riddick. Sure. <laughs> um, but you like the tedium in those games, you'd say? Huh? I I do. Yeah, I do. So. Interestingly, I have a nice jumping off point from that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have played first impression about two hours of Dorf Romantic. Uh, I would say it would probably scratch that itch. Uh, I was so close to buying it um, on the winter sale. Yeah, that's when I got it. Yeah. Have you heard anyone talk about it? Yeah. Uh, so it's a strictly a tile placement game. Mm-hmm. Um, hexagonal tiles that have a little like forest or water or houses or train track on them or whatever mm-hmm. and you basically are just rotating those tiles and placing them next to each other and yep. so to to connect this to our previous conversation about looking back at the things you built. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really think this is that kind of game. You get a limited number of tiles in the classic mode. And every time you place a tile, you're running out. 
And what the game is, is you are completing objectives with how you place those tiles. Mm-hmm. And completing those objectives awards you more tiles. So yep. you're kind of doing like this um, constant puzzle of what's the best placement of this thing in order to keep going, kind of keep your game going. Yeah. And uh, you get points basically for matching sides. Like if you match a water side to a water side on that little hexagonal piece, it'll give you 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also like little objectives that pop up that say uh, connect 50, 50 trees. And so the sides have to connect so that 50 trees on your tiles are all connected in a line, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that achieves an objective. And it's very zen-like, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, there's some, like, Tetris puzzling to it to where I think the strategy is to kind of, like, build in a circle and leave open spaces in the middle where when you place a tile, it's going to meet objectives like all the way around the tile. That's how you get the big points. Like, yeah, my mind kind of immediately goes to leaving the one empty side in the Tetris game where you want to drop that line, that line Tetronimo down. Um, so building a well. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the game starts, you don't have access to all the different pieces and it kind of okay. gives you three objectives up in the corner, like build a train track that's 10 pieces long, build a water, a forest that's at least 500 pieces, build, lay at least 500 pieces before the game ends. And so you're kind of meeting those goals and then also meeting the goals that come up on your board as you place tiles. Mm-hmm. And those are your kind of direction for placement. And... You know, you eventually run out of tiles. It gives you a high score, and then you start over. And and I'm unlocking, like, different tiles as I complete those objectives. So the game is kind of expanding in complexity yeah. the more and more you play. And there's there's – I looked at the game modes. I didn't, I didn't access any of them, but, you know, there's a classic mode, which is what I'm talking about here. There's mm-hmm. a – forget about objectives and continue to build like you can just build yeah, it as much as you want mode yeah um there's a challenge mode that i guess gives you less tiles and gives you more complex tiles or something like that specific things to go after probably yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's maybe a couple of things that i can't really think of off the top of my head but uh yeah i got on the steam sale for 10 bucks and it was one of those games that I'm kind of like struggling to find time to play games right now with just with the baby and everything. Like I don't want to sit down and start God of War because I might have to get up in 20 minutes or in 40 minutes. Like if I don't have a chunk of time to carve out and like dig into something, like sometimes I just won't turn anything on. Yeah. So that was kind of the appeal of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'd say it, it'll probably scratch that itch, you know. I'll, I'll probably dabble with it a little bit, and it's got some fancy little music and nice sound effects for how it how it does things, and the the seasons change. 
Yeah. And then um, have new tiles and stuff for the way the seasons change. So I'm sure it'll 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 get more stuff to mess with. I would say right now, after an hour and a half, I still am a little bit. I'm still struggling a little bit to see the strategy in it. Okay. I'd say. Um, yeah. Like I can I can place tiles with a uh, with a calculated uh, like I, I know I'll score certain amounts of points here, but it doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing. It doesn't feel like I'm playing good. Like yeah. it's, it's, it it will show you the next couple tiles that are available to you, and there is yeah. an undo button, which is nice. So there's no like time oh, that pressure is nice. <laughs> or anything like that. Or if you like yeah. over rotate or something, and then place it, and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't want that. Uh, so yeah, that stuff's all available. Um, I just don't see yet how to kind of make the best use of things. So, yeah, I, uh, I just want, I was double checking that it's on switch or it's supposed to be on switch. Yeah. Probably which, a good switch game. Yeah. Which that would be great for that. Um, I remember I have a really good segue off of this, but I, I was, in, I'm interested in that game still, but one of the reasons I didn't get it was because I couldn't I couldn't pull myself away from what's the point of playing this game? <laughs> like, what am I doing in this game? Yeah, and are you going for score, or is it just because it's nice to look at and it's fun to place the tiles and see what happens? And like, so I was a little concerned with how I play games and like what i look for generally in that it wouldn't like be enough for me but you Um, love tetris well tetris is a score-based thing this Uh, this is tetris this is tetris this is a different form of tetris is what it is okay yeah i mean that's i haven't heard anybody compare it to that yet yeah but sure um it doesn't have the the pressure of the make the decision really fast but other than that um other than that, that's the big. That's the comparison. That's the jump. I was immediately. I was like, "Mon, you got to come look at this," because she <laughs> likes Tetris a lot too. Um, Wouldn't yeah, you like, say that's a critical feature of Tetris, though? Uh, yeah, yeah. The anxiety like, of the tile the pr- placement. The pressure of the placement is. Yeah. 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 Um. But I like building things, so. Um, yeah, I think. I think it could it could possibly scratch like both those itches a little bit in an interesting way. Like you get the satisfaction of the build and placing that piece perfectly like you would in Tetris. Yeah. But also you are you know you're completing objectives and going for scores and Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't tell you how compelling score the score base is unless I have someone to compete in score yeah, so the game does it, with. Does it do that? But it absolutely yeah, it I it okay. saves every like I've played three or four games I've to completion and lost. It saves all your all your like there's a history of all your games, so you can kinda go back and like look at them and reload them and do okay. things like that. Hmm. So that's kinda neat. Yeah, that is neat. I um yeah. I'm excited that it's on Switch. I didn't know that. I just wanted to look it up. So I yeah. There's a very very high chance of me just buying it on Switch. Yeah. Um. That could be a good LA. Uh, yeah, I have a trip game. coming up. That would be a good thing to play on the plane potentially. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Probably won't crush your battery either. 
Yeah, you know, luckily planes have outlets on them. Yeah. So, like, I can just plug in, but that's true. It probably wouldn't. Slay the Spire doesn't either. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so during that winter sale, I was, I was like really, I was like about to buy that game, and um, I was looking for something kind of like, like I love Factorio, Factorio but kind of like Factorio. I've played so much Factorio, and then I played a lot of Dyson Sphere program with Game Pass, and I want to wait till that game leaves early access before I put more time yeah. into it. So like, I'll buy that on Steam eventually, probably. Um. But it's still in early access, so I want to wait. So, like, I was looking for something kind of like that. And I had never played... The series is called Anno, A-N-N-O. And that just means, like, year, whatever. Um, it's, a, it's a series that's been around for kind of a long time, I think. Um, and they're always... This is a fun fact. Uh, they're always Anno and then some year. And so the most recent one that I've, and I think it's the most recent one in general, but the one that I played is Anno 1800. Every number in the Anno series, if you add them all up, it adds up to nine. So it's always some, it's always some like variation of that year. So like whatever. Like 1720. No, that whatever, doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. 1620. Yeah, 1620. Sure. It's always one of those, and then it's based on a time period of the world, and then, like, the things that you're doing in the building yeah. are based around that time period. So it's, like, a historical thing, too. Um, so is Anno there, 18... Is there a board game series? Probably. Similar? There, there's XX, probably a... The XX something, or am I thinking of? Oh, those are, like, train games, I think. Okay. Yeah, but, but similar, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, similar idea. It's like, here's trains in this era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not a related, not affiliated. Not not affiliated, no. Yeah. Um, Anno is like... Anno is very interesting. Uh, I had never played anything like it before. I would say, as, with my limited experience, it's somewhat unique in the builder-type genre where uh it's a city builder i've never played sim city so it's very possible the sim city series was the foundation of it eventually yeah. um but like you're managing a city you know it's low it's it's small scale because it's the year 1800 yeah, so like you're not like, building, a not building skyscrapers yeah but like you are managing a city and multiple cities. And so like you have to build housing districts and uh, places that produce food and warehouses mm -hmm. and roads. Infrastructure. Yeah. Like you have to, yeah. yeah, you have to like manage the infrastructure and you have all of the, you have all of the control over it. Yeah. And it's really neat because that's pretty open-ended, which is really overwhelming at the same time. But it's really cool because you kind of just it's like build a market and build some houses and go from there. Like what do your citizens need? They need this thing in order to make that thing happen. You need more citizens. And mm -hmm. so like, it's this balance of like just keeping your population both working and happy. And so like by you, you do that by, like planning out a city, planning out where 
industries are, how the roads are connected to them. And then 1800 is specifically set in the era of the 1800s. So there's like sailing. Uh, So it adds in some like civilization type stuff where there are other players on the board, AKA civilizations. They just aren't as in depth as what civilization is. Yeah. Um, They're doing all the same things. But you can trade with them. You can do missions for them where, like, they're like, bring me this, bring me cotton or whatever. Is interacting with them better than it is in Civilization? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because there's, like, logic to how yeah, you why? do stuff how with and them. Yeah. And, and it's a lot more limited because, like, they're, like, it doesn't matter if they're, like, Norwegian Vikings versus, you know, the Aztecs. Like, that doesn't matter. They're just people. Yeah. With, you know, they started on a different part of the map. That's the only difference. But, like, you want to build... You you actively build a relationship with them by doing things for them or doing things against them. But you want to... It's actually more about, like, you want to cooperate because it benefits you. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason to do militaristic stuff in that game. As far as I could tell, I didn't really understand why you ever would do that. But um, it's really neat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you just want to play it a different way and see if it's viable, it's maybe. Um, but like the whole game is about sailing and trading routes due to the access of boats. So yeah. like you want to establish trading routes with them because you make money off of them, and then you use that money to make your yeah your city better and your cities, and it's really cool. Really good game. Um, I I spent probably like two weeks playing it like every day. I was like really addicted to it. Um, and then I suddenly just stopped. <laughs> and I'll probably go back to it at some point. But um, I think I got to a point where like I got everything out of like what it is that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And um, it is it is really cool, and I recommend it. And and again, it is unique because like you have the creative aspect of like laying out a city and building up that city and like what it looks like and where things are located and tackling those different things. But then it's also the, um, like the management, like resource management of kind of like a board game Mm -hmm. that is, um, cool. Interesting. Interesting decision making. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I had anything else to say about it. It's just, how does I'd that never... compare to the Steam World city building game? So okay, thank you, because uh, I like had a brain fart a little bit. So Steam World just released a demo for Steam World Build. Yeah, it is Anno. <laughs> it's the same game. Um, it's the same general foundation. Well, of so Anno. do you think it is the same game, or do you think city builders are just this is what you well, do in city builders and like? So s- Something I didn't bring up on an episode because I didn't have a whole lot to say about it was I played another city builder, which okay. is like highly loved called City Skylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played have that. Played, have you ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon? No. So I missed all of that stuff. Or The Sims. I, you never played The Sims either? Well, I played The Sims, but not well, Sim City. That's not a city builder. The Sims is like kind no, of. No, the, Sim, the Sims is a life builder. Life builder. I played okay. a lot of The Sims. but uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, you never played Roller Coaster Tycoon. I thought that was like. A- I mean, I've seen it and like I know what it is, but I didn't yeah. have it. Um, 
But uh, so I played City Skylines, and people that loved Sim City when City Skylines came out were like, "Oh shit, this is this is it. This is the My thing." This buddy is... that I work with played a lot of that game at work. Yeah, City Skylines. Yeah, I was actually kind of disappointed by City Skylines really? because yeah. based on your or you played Anno I play- after. I played it after, yeah. So like, um, so it it has what, a lot of similar things. What were you disappointed with? I guess it's too abstract. Okay, so, so you like, figure out like what to do a little bit, or no, I knew a... what I knew what to do, but I just wasn't enjoying the process. So yeah. like, city skylines, um, it literally is just a city management game. Yeah. So like, you. It starts you on a map with a highway and you build off of the highway and you just go from there and you start like making a city and it's it's a similar thing like you're ba- you're balancing resources making sure your citizens are happy providing whatever is needed for them so it grows and whatever and you have money but city skylines abstracts a lot of it by you don't place individual houses or buildings or mm-hmm. anything you place a zone so like, and then it gets you, bigger and better as you, as the city does better. Kind of, yeah. So like, not really, but kind of, yeah. And so like, you kind of just it like as you build roads and and start setting up like transportation networks, which mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I lost interest. Was it like that's too much? And it's interesting, but it's too much. Like it was like yeah, it's more I, maths than you want to do. My roads like didn't make any sense, and I didn't yeah. go to school for like civil engineering, so like yeah, I I really don't have any interest in it. So like yeah, um, but when you place a road and start building roads, it it puts grids next to the roads, and you can make those grids homes, uh, industrial zones, or marketplace stuff. And so, like, there's a cool puzzle there creatively where, like, how would you plan a city, you know, yeah. like, or how would you plan a neighborhood and whatever? And, like, that does appeal to me because that's part of my job, sort mm-hmm. of, like, tangentially. And um, so, like, that part was really cool. But once my city started getting bigger, I was just overwhelmed by, like, well, I'm kind of just going to keep making the same thing and I don't really know what else to do and there's no real goal other than yeah other than to just keep making your city builder and that's they're bigger and that's the point of the builder so okay sure but like i it didn't what you need is what you need is the little objectives that like civ has where you're like i want to do this and then i want to do this and then i want to do this that drives you to and that's what anno has yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what Anno has. Like it, it had a better system of that because you have to worry about other like people yeah, you, you on the map. You feel like you're working towards something, yeah, achievable all the time. Yeah, where there yeah. was nothing really to achieve in City Skylines, yeah, yeah. other yeah. than make your city bigger and more efficient or something. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, some of the things that are in City Skylines are similar to Anno in terms of laying out the city and roads and whatever. Yeah. And Steam World build is similar, but like when I say it's Anno, I mean it's it's like literally Anno. Like <laughs> you do all of the same things, like all of the same actions, all of the same rules, all of the same management like of resources, it's all the same. 
It's just within the Steam World universe. And then they do actually add one extra thing on it, which is really sweet, and that's bringing back mining. So I, th- I know we would have been talking about at least Steam World Dig Two on Two V One at some point. Uh, great game, highly recommended. Should definitely. What's play the one Steam that came World after Steam World Dig? Um, the, com- the XCOM one. Heist. Okay, Heist. That's the one. That's the one I talked to you about. Heist is pretty good. I didn't finish yeah. it, but Heist yeah. is pretty good. Um, but anyway, in SteamWorld Dig, it's like a Metroid game, but you're literally doing mining stuff, which is mm-hmm. which is fun. And in SteamWorld Build, they added that layer of mining underneath your city. So, like, mm-hmm. there's the city-building part that is literally Anno, and all the systems are the same. But a lot of resources, specific resources come from digging underneath the city. But, but yeah, they then add this other layer of, literally another layer of, you go under the city, and now you're managing miners that are, like, automatically mining underneath the city yeah. for certain resources. And then you're building up certain... Uh, facilities in the mine and um, there are other miners types that can only mine certain things and whatever and so the demo only sort of starts to get into that Um, I didn't finish it because like I kind of got the idea and I'm probably just going to buy it Yeah. but apparently it sounds like potentially there might be logistical type stuff under there a la Factoria which would be really cool Um, so SteamWorld build sounds like it could be really neat because like buttons yeah because like anno is cool and i got a good amount of time out of it i just don't know if i need any more of what it is yeah like now and i like the steam world franchise so yeah um that's like a cool i don't know i'm assuming this year i mean it's a demo so it's probably pretty far along it's not like early access or anything yeah um i would imagine it's pretty far along but right now i think it's only on PC, which like all of their other games have been on a lot of other platforms. Yeah. So that would be like kind of an interesting decision on their part. They could probably put it on consoles. I mean, the placement of things is pretty simple. Yeah. It's not like it has to be a mouse or anything, but but yeah. So I spent a bunch of time with City Builders. Cool. Um, city building episode. We're like we're building in. We're building in building the, in the, the forest. forest, building Dorfermanic. They built yeah. a wonderful world for uh, for Ben West. They did. That's true. Um, I don't. I don't really have anything else. I mean, I I mentioned Northgard, but I don't have a whole lot to say about that. I think once I eventually play Dune Spice Wars, we can talk about that probably. Cool. Yeah, same developer. I wonder but, what, what the release date is on that. I, I f- keep seeing updates on uh, they're adding to it. They added a uh, yeah. They added a versus mode in Marvel Snap. I'm kind of excited to check out. Hmm. I didn't know it didn't have that. No, you couldn't. You couldn't match make. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's <laughs> literally all I play. And wait, what? Hold on. You mean with friends? Yeah, like yeah, like I can okay. do my cards against your cards. Gotcha. You're Got, my yeah. deck against your deck. That's gotcha. what I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah, surprisingly, I have not used that feature of magic very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just play strangers. What do you play? What deck? What are you playing right now? What colors? 
Oh man, I got I let's talk about magic. Okay. <laughs> uh I, I I've said many times I play arena every day. I'm playing um and I think the current sets are really cool. Uh I'm bouncing back and forth between a black and white, a green and white, and a blue and white. And yes, white is the foundation there because it seems really strong. Yeah. And it has been since I started playing on Arena. Um but there's uh all three two of those decks are built around a a thing where they just spawn uh creatures. Mm-hmm. Actually all three of my decks are built around passive spawning of creatures, which is fun. Yeah. So yeah. Magic's really good. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, current set's like theme? Uh, the current one is neat. Um, I don't, I've I've actually tried reading a little bit about magic lore, and it's just there's too much, so I can't like. Yeah, really, I, I've tried. I've been in that boat too. It's like, man, I can't. It's it's I can't hard. Catch up. Can't catch but, up like, here. The 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 current thing, the current like last two sets, and then the next one coming up um, is about this one plane called Phyrexia and yeah, it's kind I've of, that. it's kind of like a machine plague thing. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but they like, they kind of like make zombies, but also they morph things. It's sort of like <laughs> if you picture how the, the, uh, what are they called in dead space? Um, oh, I don't know. The rod, oh, I, for, the, I forget the, what they're called, but how they like just mutate yeah. all of a sudden and very quickly, and it looks really gross. Like that's kind of like what Phyrexia stuff is. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's like the current thing right now, and the current set is like a lot of artifacts, like artifact card types. Yeah. Based around some war or something, but um, I'm going to a magic convention. Are you? Yeah, in like two Ourself? weeks. No, Larry's coming out. Um, oh, cool! It's in it's in Philly. Nice. Yeah, That's pretty dope. excited. Should be interesting. Yeah. Just bring your decks and play a bunch. What like what goes on there? I mean, it's technically a big tournament with vendors and. Does that interest you going and playing with a bunch of people? Like, I mean, we're not going for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going kind of just because it's like to hang here's, out, yeah. here's a magic thing that's yeah. like an official big giant thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe we'll play random people. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I go to PAX. When we would go to PAX Unplugged, we just sit down and play <laughs> games. Yeah, but you're going to a big group that you could play in that Yeah. And you don't really need to play other Yeah, games. I mean, we could theoretically just sit down and start yeah, playing play Commander, and and people could join because it's multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. So, But I'm I'm actually mostly curious to see all the different vendors because mm-hmm. like magic has a lot of it's like a crazy long running game mm-hmm. so it would be kind of fun to just look at really old cards yeah that they're selling and um you know various artists do whatever i want to get play mats <laughs> yeah cuz there's a lot of really cool um custom made just stuff. custom play mats yeah like custom stuff like that so yeah we're kind of just going to go just no real, cool. yeah, no real plan or anything. 
but because I definitely wouldn't play in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. Magic is like too intense. Too I'd, sweaty. I would, I would not have fun. Yeah. I'd get I'd get pissed off. Probably because magic can be really frustrating. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also don't have the cards. Anyway, I don't have that many physical cards. Oh to yeah, do that. yeah. The current sets, huh? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Even something like Commander, like pre-cons would get destroyed. Yeah. Like, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know if you had anything else. No. I'm, we should I'm probably trying. wrap this up. Let's do it. Um. Yeah, as always, thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, we got some swag available in the episode description. Don't forget. It's always there. Um, don't really have anything to announce. Uh, not neither do I. I don't. I don't know what games coming up. I'm gonna get to. I want to play Dead Space. I don't know how fast I'll. I I'll could dive into that. Potentially see myself starting that before next episode. Really? We'll, you think you'll we'll start see. it before you finish Horizon? Depends because I've put a I've done a lot of damage to Horizon in a very short period of time, yeah. so like I'm really into it right now. So we'll see. Yeah. If I might even finish it, I guess our episodes the next episode. are pretty uh, spaced apart. It's not like yeah, a month a month is a good amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. in terms of my own like game. I just don't go through games that fast. So I'm like, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, the, it's very likely. We'll see, though. We'll always come up with something. You can yeah, we'll be all right. Rest assured, there will be an episode in about a month. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but all right, I think that's gonna do it. Keep playing games and play Magic. Yes, it's free on your phone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Peace. Later.